We're in the middle of the Maimer, and we went through all the different weapons, and we explained what they mean in Avaida, how a person can get rid of certain negative traits that they have, or transform other negative traits, all with these weapons. Ume'ata. Now we'll understand why the Mishnah says on Shabbos, a yid, the person should not go out with weapons. During the week, during the week, the type of avayda that's expected of a person is to fight with the negative that's within them. But as Shabbos comes into the world, where there is a spirit of Shabbos, then nifra daram So now the bad and the good are separated. We say in Kagavna how on Shabbos holiness is freed from negativity, from ra, from bad. Therefore, on Shabbos it's not the time for war; it's a time for peace, where there is no negative, there is no enemy where a person basically gets to know and reveals, activates, identifies with the holiness within them. That's why a person should not carry these weapons on Shabbos, meaning to say, even in their spiritual life, they should put down the weapons. There's nothing to fight with. Now the person can get to know their intrinsic holiness and go to a place within them where there is no battle. It's not even a question about what they want to do. Rabbi Lezer, as we know, said something very puzzling. He said that it's dignifying for a person, for a man, for a male, to wear weapons. It's not even about war. It's about the dignity of a, of a male, of the masculine, can be when they wear weapons, just like it is beautiful for a woman to wear jewelry. So what does he mean? Yes, it's true that on Shabbos it's not a time of war, but when a person did fight with themselves during the week and battle with the negative within them, that beautifies their Shabbos. It's like jewelry for them on Shabbos. Meaning that their entire avoida during the week, which is specifically when they daven, and when they daven, they're meant to lift up their week, make their week more meaningful and uplifted. That's when they daven. Davening is all about that. So now their davening gets a whole new dimension on Shabbos where it's completely removed from our world. That's what it means that on Shabbos, everything that they did during the week gets a whole new meaning, a whole deeper meaning. And that's why it's like, it's like jewelry for the person. On Shabbos, their weekday avayda, the victory in their weekday avayda, how they prevailed, is beautiful for them on Shabbos. And it adds to their Shabbos. Now the Chachamim have a different view. They say no. What's the proof that it's not? If there's something beautiful about this Avoida, then why are we not going to have it lost? Why are we going to, so to speak, forget about it lost in a certain way? So clearly, no, there's, it's not beautiful. The Avoida of the week, the Avoida of battle. They say it actually makes a person ugly. They speak very negatively about how weapons look on a, on a person. Weapons have a very negative connotation. Their reasoning is 
They say when you have to deal with dirt, you become dirty. And that's why their view is a completely removed and transcendent, and they don't see the value in battle. Rabbi Eliezer does. Obviously, this can be a much longer discussion. But for now, we'll suffice. Now we'll understand the difference between Gulas Mitzrayim, when they were redeemed from Mitzrayim and they left, they had weapons, as opposed to the Gulasida. Even though about Mashiach's times it says that we are going to eradicate weapons. So, yes, about the Gula it says that we do not have weapons and we don't want weapons and we're going to transform weapons as opposed to Gulas Mitzrayim where we had weapons, as we just mentioned. The reason is because when Mashiach is going to come, there won't be any negative, there won't be any bad. As Tanya explains, very, very short, Tanya says we needed to escape Mitzrayim. Even though seemingly we were given permission to leave, we still had to escape, says Tanya, because we were really escaping the Mitzrayim from within. That we couldn't, so to speak, get permission from the negative to leave. We had to run. Because the bad and the negative and the influence of Mitzrayim culture and way of life had a tremendous influence on us. And the only way to deal with it then was to escape it, not to deal with it. But again, what that what that means is is that the negative was very strong within. Yeah, like it says in Tanya, because the bad was very strong. So again, the only way was escape. But being that then, the gula needed to happen because if not, we would have completely sunk without any chance to come back. So therefore, therefore, the way to deal with it at that time, if they would have tried to deal with it in a calm way, in a, um, in a gradual way, they would have lost. Sometimes the answer is cold turkey. It's, it's escape. Now being that there is bad, you need a battle, and therefore you need weapons. There won't be any negative, and therefore we're going to be completely transcendent, completely godly, completely divine, and therefore we won't need weapons in our personal avayda. In the Gula Asida, there's going to be two eras, both in time and also in experience. For those that are more materialistic, and in time, what that means is um, the, the first era of Mashiach for all Yedin. It's going to be just a dominating time when, when the Yidin dominate, when the Torah way of life dominates, but there is an enemy. That's the beginning. Or again, uh, even, even later, for the lower form of life. But those people that are not from the Erev Rav Yidin. And Ba'achach again, Yiyakim Bechlal... But then again, later in the later era, so there won't be any negative. There won't be anything contaminated. Everything is going to be holy, and therefore there will be no need for a, for a sword. So the later era, there will be no need for war, and we're just going to take those swords and use them out for positive and holy use. Now this is what it means... As we spoke about in the beginning of the Maimer. We asked in the beginning of the Maimer, aren't we talking about Mashiach's times? 
This Shir Chadash. We spoke earlier that when we say Kahal Chsidim, it's because we're experiencing godliness and we're singing this masculine song which symbolizes Gula Asida. So why are we talking about swords? Based on what we just said, in the beginning of Gula, the first era, we will need weapons. There's going to be nations in the plural before everybody unites in that era. In that era, there's going to be more goyim, other nations with other ideologies and beliefs. Or, on a deeper level, what it means is, Kal Gayim Sivavuni means, I am surrounded by Gayim from within. Our Gayasha ideologies, V'chulu. In other words, there's still the Gay Asher Bekir B'cha from within. The Nefsh Bahamas, the Gof, that which negates holiness, and therefore there's going to be a need for a sword. When Mashiach is going to finally come, there's going to be peace, there will be no need for swords. So just to clarify what we're saying, yes, it's true, it's possible to still be in the Messianic era, or experiencing Mashiach, but you're still on a lower level, or the first era, either Amaaret, or first level, first era of Mashiach, when there still is a need for sword, even though there may not be the actual battle, but there's still a need for sword because we're just overpowering, but there's still the negative on some level. Then there's the final era when there actually will not be a need for Cherif Pifias, there will not be a need for sword. May that time happen speedily in our days.